Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 67. And today we are going to do part two of Book Yourself Solid. Again, this is like the business system that I used to grow and scale my business. And every time I have to tell you that I am flailing about or being in drama about my business or otherwise maybe serving the drama in my own head and not my customers. (laughs) I listen uh, to this recording. Like I, maybe it sounds vain, but you know, somebody has got to listen to me right along with all y'all good folks. Uh, So I listen to this recording. I go back to my book yourself, solid books, and I sit down and I do the work. And I promise if you let this work change you, it will absolutely change you. So listen in and enjoy. And I will be back with a live podcast and office hours over on the proofing box next week. Thanks so much, guys. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello and good afternoon. We're going to get into screen share here and so happy you could join us. This is um, Book Yourself Solid number two. I'm going to mute everybody and then you can, um, if you have questions, type them in the chat box and we will uh, go and get ourselves started. so I'll give it a minute here to get to the get to the top of the hour. Uh, we are doing book yourself solid uh, for foodpreneurs. Okay, and so I made this course especially, frankly, for people who don't think that they are selling anything. <laughs> and so at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about how everybody in a uh, production company has to be selling, whether you're selling yourself on your own ideas or you're selling other people on your ideas, or you're actually selling your products, you are selling. <laughs> so, uh, we'll give it a minute here to get to the top of the hour. Oh, and it looks like we are at the top of the hour. So welcome. Welcome my friends. This is Dr. P with Zero Food Safety and the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute coming for Book Yourself Solid for Foodpreneurs. This is our second uh, module that we're going to be doing. Remember, there are four modules. We're going to go through that. And I just want everybody to remember that when your brain is freaking out, okay, you're doing the right thing. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, over here in life coaching, we often make fun of ourselves saying, come on over here. We're only miserable half the time. (laughs) But if this sort of stuff makes you feel uncomfortable, that's the point. So uh, I want to invite you into that conversation so that you know you're in the right spot mentally as well as, you know, actually here on the computer. Okay, so remember there are four modules of Book Yourself Solid. Last time we covered the foundation. You know, we build a good foundation, a rock-solid foundation, so that when people come and check us check us out, they know that we built our foundation for them. And that's true whether you are the CEO and head salesperson of your company 
or whether or not you're the QA personnel or the person who's in charge of the HACCP plan. You have to have a foundation where people understand what it is you do in your company because you have internal clients and you have external clients. And it's so important to understand how you are selling to your internal clients and your external clients. And it's so important to understand how you are uh, selling to yourself, okay? Because you are your very first client, all right? And so today we're gonna dive into module two, which is trust and credibility. Because, you know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And it's incredibly important that when you start diving into this work that you know, like, and trust yourself. And the way you do that is by standing in your own truth. And around here, we stand in our own truth by doing Strive Models. So I was doing some work on this uh, this weekend, and I was looking at urges because I had uh, an urge to go and overwork this weekend. You know, I didn't want to show up to what I was supposed to be doing in my house. So I thought, hey, I'll go write uh, the April workbook for my power group. And I actually, I went through a Strive model on that urge, and I stood in my truth, which was my house was a mess, and I didn't want to clean it up. Um, and I sat with that and <laughs> then I went and I cleaned my house. I started with the kitchen. Okay. And so I want to invite you when you're starting to build trust and credibility to start to, to use the strive model where we ask, are you physically safe to do the work that you are asking yourself self to show up to? Are you financially safe? Are you emotionally safe? You know, is there a bullying or a me too problem or a cultural issue? Are you trained to do what it is that you're going to do? You know, this uh, module is all about gaining trust and credibility first and foremost with yourself. And I'm going to give you the tools to build trust and credibility with yourself. And then you take that, courage and bravery and commitment and you go and you build trust and credibility with other people. So we're going to train you on that right now. And then there's a res respect, you know, do you respect yourself and the process and the people that you work with to show up to do this? Have you made the investment? Well, you know what? You're here. You're making an investment in time. Around here, we often talk about investments in term of, terms of time talent and treasure. And that's in that order for a very big reason. Very often I find that people are unwilling to invest the time in creating um, the space for themselves to do the work. Okay. And sometimes that gets into V, which is value. Do you value doing this work? Do you value building trust and credibility so you can go out and make your department or make your company uh, what it's supposed to be and be the person the universe is calling you to be in the world. And then finally, E stands for empowered. And uh, are you empowered to stand in fear and discomfort and in uncomfortable feelings to get this work done? Have you given yourself that empowerment? Is there, is there a culture of that empowerment at your place of business? And so, of course, this all 
comes back to what we call our thought model, where we look at the C for circumstances. So right now, our circumstances, the things we have to do to build trust and credibility. And we do a strive model to figure out our thoughts. And then we figure out how we feel, you know, um, there, I work with people on doing this and in QA departments, for example, and they have to do new sanitation documentation. Okay. So the circumstance is sanitation documentation. And the thought is nobody's going to want to talk to me. So when we have a thought of nobody wants to talk to me, of course, our feeling is super uncomfortable, maybe afraid and our actions never going and talking to people, right? <laughs> and then that creates the results of no communication and people not wanting to talk to you because you're not talking to them and you're reinforcing your own ideas. And it doesn't have to be like that. And when we work on building trust and credibility, we work on being vulnerable at our workspaces. And I understand that that's a different kind of conversation, but that's the conversations that we need to have in order to move ourselves forward. Okay. So whatever you are doing out there in the world, it's incredibly important to understand your own thoughts. And to do that, we put it in a strive model, okay? This is an incredibly powerful way, as you know, to move forward in your life. When we learn our own thoughts, we build that trust and credibility with ourselves, okay? Because without our own trust and credibility, without truly building those neural pathways that teach us how to show up to ourselves, it's very difficult to build trust and credibility with other people. So that gets us into a conversation about how we show up in our own worthiness and other people's worthiness. Building trust and credibility is all about having a worthiness conversation with yourself. You are worthy. Your ideas are worthy. You have good ideas in your workspace, okay? And those ideas can drive your business forward, whether you're the QA department or the sanitation department or sales or the CEO. On the other side of that coin is that the people that you work with, they are also worthy. <laughs> okay. They are as a hundred percent worthy, no matter what they have done, no matter what their actions are in the world, they are as worthy as you are. Okay. You are worthy no matter what actions you have done in the world. And the coworkers that you work with are also worthy no matter what actions that they have done in the world. Okay. Oftentimes, I have people who need to do a lot of thought work because then they say, but what about that time when he interrupted me in a meeting? Or what about that time when? Okay, I totally get that. Those are all circumstances. But what I'd encourage you to do is to take out that thought model, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, okay? And put compassion as the feeling in your model, okay? And then go and say, if, I, if, if the circumstance is a coworker and I feel compassion, what are the actions that you would create in that compassion? What are the results that you would create? And what thought, you know, you notice we're bopping back and forth in the, in the model, what thoughts do you actually have to create in order to create that compassion feeling in yourself, 
okay? It's incredibly important to show up and do this work and then go back and refer to module one where we have the red velvet rope policy because I want to urge you that you can have compassion for people in the world and still not be meant to serve them. I mean, I have compassion for a ton of people in the world who are not my clients and who never will be my clients, right? <laughs> so it's when we look at how we are serving, especially our internal clients, um, and we show up to our work as who we truly authentically are. We can't help but create compassion in the world because we're starting with compassion for ourselves. That does not mean, okay, that everybody gets past our red velvet rope, okay? And our, remember our red velvet rope are the people who we are not meant to serve. And our foundation is set up such that we are not, um, they're not, they're not ever going to ask us for services because we're not the people that, that are meant to serve them. All right. So go back and do that work on your foundation around who you are and, and what you do in the world, what your one big result is and what, uh, your effects are, your financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual benefits of the work that you do, okay? If people don't get what those are, they are not within your red velvet rope. Now, at work, we still have to work with them, and it is much easier and gives you much more power in the situation if you work with those people from a place of compassion. It also means that you have compassion for yourself, and you never say yes when you mean to say no. And this can work multiple, multiple kinds of ways, okay? So when um, somebody is yesing you to death, we refer to that as being people-pleased, okay? They're like, oh, don't you need this? Oh, don't you need this? Oh, don't you need this? And the answer really is no. And you're saying yes anyway for all those reasons. Well, figure out what those reasons are and stand in your truth and be okay with saying no to people. Because when, if you think about it, when you say no to someone who's not doing what you need for them to do, whether it's somebody who reports to you or somebody who's been assigned to do work with you or whatever, um, if you are saying yes and you actually mean no, you're lying to them. Lying destroys wealth. Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Truth creates wealth. And we are all about creating wealth and community and building trust and credibility first and foremost, foremost starts with telling people the truth. That doesn't mean we tell them all of our innermost secrets. It means that we say what, you know, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. We don't say yes when we mean to say no. If you tell somebody that you are going to have a... Um, a, a, a document to them by the end of the week and you have no room in your calendar to get that done, then you are, you are doing the people pleasing and you are in a sense lying to them. Okay. That happens to us and that happens. Um, and we participate in that every day at work. Okay. The less we do that, the more we build trust and credibility because people know we're always telling the truth. Okay. 
when we are always telling the truth, we show up as who we are and confidence, my friends, is sexy in the marketplace and food is all about sexy, right? People buy our food because our food is interesting, it's sexy, it's worth having a conversation about. That is what the specialty foods industry is all about. We sell sexy food. And I know nobody else talks about it this way, but I do because it's a big driver of prosperity in our community. So when you show up with the confidence to do your job, you are actually creating your product out there in the workplace and out there in the world so that your intended consumers buy it. Okay. So we create that confidence by becoming what we call a category authority. Okay, I am a category authority in food safety planning and life coaching and business coaching for the specialty food industries. Okay, I am, I, I, I testify in front of legislators, I write opinion papers for um, regulatory bodies, I help craft legislation, I you know, people turn to me as a subject matter expert in how to create wealth and community through food safety systems and planning. And that every time I show up as that person, that creates trust and credibility. Well, I bet you have category authority in your own business. There are things that you do at your job that you are really known for, okay? If there aren't, decide what you want to be known for. And it doesn't have to be something technical. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're the guy that makes the really amazing pickles. It could be you're the person who really knows how to run a meeting so that everybody gets what they need and we don't waste time. There are tons of ways, as many ways as, as there are people to be category authorities, to be someone who people can trust to get the answer that they need. And that's really what a category authority is. Next, once you have yourself in a place of, I know what I am talking about, okay? And I wanna tell you that knowing what you're talking about, all of you are professionals, and I know you know what you're talking about. It's time you know that, what you, that, that you have the confidence to know that you know what you're talking about. I have confidence you, borrow my confidence for yourself, okay? Then what we do is we create likability. And likability is one of these very soft, squishy words. And it can be challenging for people because likability, you know, there, I'm not gonna lie, there's some sexist overtones to that sometimes and it doesn't have to be that way. But if you provide overwhelming value to the people that you are meant to serve, they can't help but like you, okay? Because when we're providing overwhelming value as the people we are called to be, it feels really good to us. And when you come to conversations with that kind of energy, it's truly life-changing. Okay, every conversation that you have will be different because your conversations will be creating possibility. 
All right, when we provide overwhelming value to people, we provide possibility. And the energy that possibility creates is an energy of likability. And it's so much fun. Like it really does make work a lot more fun. Okay, I want you to know though that it's you who determines the overwhelming value. Okay, so for, let's take a sanitation crew. If you're, this, if you're san the sanitation team chief, okay, um, your crew might think that overwhelming value is you doing all of the paperwork, but that's not overwhelming value. And get yourself to a place where you can understand why that's not overwhelming value. There are a lot of different reasons that's not overwhelming value. First of all, as the sanitation crew chief, um, we don't believe in you doing the document, all the documentation because the people who do the work are supposed to do the documentation. That is way more valuable to the company, right? Overwhelming value doesn't always mean making somebody's life easier, okay? It, makes, it means bringing to them the ideas that they are also full of possibility and that's valuable you know the the folks who are actually cleaning the grinder or you know cleaning the bowl chopper or whatever at the end of the day what if you provided overwhelming value to them by helping them understand how valuable they're doing a good job is okay and get yourself into a space of where you are determining what that overwhelming value is and the people you work with are never ever going to shy away from telling you whether or not you are actually delivering overwhelming value. Okay. That's the whole, that's the whole um, point. Right. And so there's a lot to getting here. Okay. There is a lot to getting here because what I'm asking you to do is to commit to understanding who you are in the universe, being that person and showing up as that person every single day, that takes a lot of thought work to determine that at the end of the day, you showed up exactly as you needed to for the people that you work with. And there's no better feeling than, than going through that thought model and saying, yeah, no, I was exactly who they needed me to be when I was talking to them on the phone or providing this quote or uh, getting them, you know, getting them their sanitation chemicals because they didn't know where they were, okay? Because that allows you to, as Anna said, I mean, as, <laughs> as they say in Frozen, <laughs> let it go. Okay, when you know you are showing up as who you are meant to be, then at the end of the day, you close your journal, you turn the computer off, you go home, you do whatever it is that you do, and you let it go because you know you were exactly who you needed to be. Okay, this does not mean, okay, that you have to do everything for everybody. You are allowed to have expectations of your team. You, however, do need to communicate those expectations super, super clearly, okay? If you have expectations of your customers, like I do, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I have expectations of my customers. We're in a Book Yourself Solid video series. My expectation is, is you're gonna show up and do the work and create the life-changing processes in your own life because that's how you get overwhelming value. And I've provided everything that I can to create that overwhelming value. You can have expectations, but then you understand that people show up as who they are, 
All right. And that's boundaries. Boundaries are always about yourself and they are never about what everybody else does. Okay. So I have, I have tons of boundaries in my home life and in my, in, in, in my work life about what I am going to do. Boundaries are always about what I am going to do. And they are another way of telling the truth to yourself. Okay. Boundary violations don't actually happen all of that, all that often. Most people think their, their boundaries are being violated and they want to change the other person. Your boundaries are violated when you are willing to change to get yourself out of a situation. Boundaries are never about the other person. They are always about you. So that's how, that's the first part of creating trust and credibility, all right, is you stop people-pleasing and you are comfortable understanding your own overwhelming value, you're comfortable understanding the expectations of your team, and you're comfortable setting your own boundaries. Next, I wanna talk about creating your own sales cycle. And this starts our conversation in Book Yourself Solid around sales. And oftentimes I talk to people who work in QA or who work in sanitation or who are the chief operating officer of the company, and they're like, I'm not in sales. And that, my friends, is not true. You are in sales because one, you have an internal dialogue where you have to talk to your, yourself into things, okay? The thought models that we do around here are you selling yourself on new thoughts and new possibilities. That makes you in sales, okay? <laughs> You are in sales because you go out and you do the same process with other people. And you've gotta make connections with real people, okay? And, and you've gotta have, um, got have interactions with real people to understand what they are saying and how they are approaching what you are giving them. And it's much easier to do that if you have an actual connection with them. And believe it or not, this doesn't necessarily mean sharing the same airspace, being in the same room. We make connections over the phone all the time. I teach people over the internet all the time and I make real connections with people and I build my trust and credibility with people all of the time, even through a computer interface. But when you come from compassion and you go out and you connect with people, that's actually how you start the sales cycle. And then what you do is you add in some of these things we call core self-promotion strategies, which if you remember from the overview are these six different things that we do to stay in touch with people. And then you give away your knowledge. All right, if you go make real connections with people, all right, and then you do your core self-promotion strategies, which remember is the fourth module of Book Yourself Solid. We don't ever cover that first because then people dive into overwhelm about core self-promotion strategies, and that's not the point. You all know how to go out and meet people, and you got to go out and meet people, and then you give them stuff, okay? And let's go back to our sanitation uh, example. What would happen if you gave them the gift of your time in answering questions? Wouldn't that be amazing? Instead of just handing them a piece of paper, you gave them your time and you said, hey, I'd like your input. 
you've the value that the line workers, the value that production sanitation gets from being able to give input creates so much goodwill and so much trust and credibility. And it literally only costs you time. It doesn't cost you any money at all. It costs you time and doing it right if you come from like a, what we call a clean space in your head, it actually gives you energy. And that's an amazing way to work. And I want you to remember that not everybody's gonna take you up on your offers for overwhelming value. If you wanna go and design a new sanitation sheet, not everybody's gonna take you up on it, and that is okay. Your job is to find the people and surround yourself with the people who do take you up on it and let other people serve the ones who don't, okay? That's going out there and serving the people that you are meant to serve. <laughs> and letting the others go. There are people we are meant to serve and others not so much. Go out, my friends, and serve the people that you were meant to serve. And the next time, we're gonna cover module three, perfect pricing and super simple selling, because once you've built your foundation and once you have created your uh, trust and credibility strategies by figuring out how you're going to deliver overwhelming value, then all that's really left is going and having conversations with people and they will already be bought into your trust and credibility. And so selling them on your idea is going to be, frankly, a piece of cake. Remember, if you're feeling nauseous about trying to go out and doing that, you're doing it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 50% of the time, you're going to be uncomfortable, but I promise the other 50% of the time, you're going to be super stoked that you're doing this and you're going to sleep like a baby. All right. Keep your thought models at the top of your mind. All right. Every time something comes up, write down the circumstance as specific as you can get it. Okay. Write down your thoughts, figure out what you're feeling, dive into your own body to figure out what you're feeling. Figure out what your actions are and what your results are. And then ask yourself the question, are those results that I want in my life? <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. It's been a great half hour with you. Uh, this will get posted. We have comments, and I'm happy to answer questions on the comments. Everybody have a great day. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.